Once there was a time when all the elements of earth, sea, and sky lived on the land together in many, many villages. Many years ago, back in the old country, there lived a holy, sweet couple who loved each other so very much. A long time ago, in a village, somewhere in Tamil Nadu, there lived a monkey. There was once a man, tall and handsome, who met a, a woman, beautiful and elegant, and they fell in love with each other. Once upon a time and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. Boulder has an outdoor walking mall called Pearl Street. There are beautiful red brick streets, lovely smells from Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory, and of course, a fine sprinkling of buskers and street performers. The other afternoon, as I was on my way to meet a friend for tea, I drink a lot of tea with friends, I found myself walking through swarms of the smallest flies, gnats, that bounce off your face and fly up your nose and in your ears. As I was brushing them away, I walked past a man who was dressed in ragged red clothes and had a beard with beads woven into it. He played a lovely tune on a little flute, and his ragged cap was set in front of him with a few coins and spare dollars. I can make those gnats go away if you'd like. I looked him up and down. Really? Of course. Do you have a dollar or two to spare? I don't, but I could get you some after I have tea with my friend. He smiled. Remember your promise. He began to play on his flute, a sweet little melody, and the gnats shifted around and then flew away completely. Thank you, I said, and he bowed low. The first storyteller for this episode is Julie Moss. In 2008, she traveled to China and brought back stories. This one is called The Tiger. The Tiger, or Fox, assumes Tiger's authority. This traditional Chinese story is over 2,300 years old. Once, there was a very powerful tiger living deep in the forest who wished to eat 100 different animals, proving to himself and the world that he really was king of the forest, as the mark on his forehead indicated. Setting this as his goal, he began eating different animals, both large and small, and his wish gradually came true. The day Tiger was searching for his 100th animal of prey, Fox happened to cross Tiger's path. Tiger stretched out his large paw and heavily placed it on Fox's tail. Then, when Tiger opened his mouth wide to swallow him, Fox suddenly spoke. Do you think you will be king of the forest after eating me? No, you will not. Tiger, you dare not eat me, for I am king of the forest by proclamation of the heavenly emperor. If you eat me, your punishment will be death at the hands of the heavenly emperor. Whoever eats me 
will meet this fate. Tiger half believed Fox's tale. He thought, hmm, every animal in the forest when caught by my terrible claws is in a great panic and scared to death. Only with the heavenly emperor's blessing can Fox be so calm and arrogant. But turning to Fox, he said, Hmm, prove it. Fox spoke. Tiger, are you doubting the truth? Come, follow me into the forest and I will prove it to you. Fox walked into the forest with Tiger following closely behind. Soon, they got to the deepest part of the forest, where many animals lived. Hare saw Fox, followed by (gasps) Tiger, and ran away to warn the others. Deer and Gazelle looked up and saw Fox, followed by (gasps) Tiger. At the same moment, they heard Hare's warning, and they bounded off deeper into the forest. Monkey saw Fox, followed by ah, Tiger from the trees and climbed higher so he would be out of reach. Cobra slithered away as fast as he could when he saw Fox, followed by ah, Tiger. Even Elephant ran away when he saw Fox, followed by ah, Tiger. Then Fox turned his head around and looked at Tiger and said, See, all the animals ran away because they saw me coming. I am the fiercest animal in the world by proclamation of the heavenly emperor, and you, you cannot eat me. Tiger was taken in by Fox's sly trick and ran back out of the forest as fast as he could go, without looking behind him, even once. The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Three Magic Beans Coffee Shop. The Jack who climbed the beanstalk has returned to town and opened up a coffee shop sure to make you feel as perky as a newly grown bean pole. Using beans from the stalk that fell for miles and water that he claims to be from the fountain of youth, you are sure to enjoy a cup of some truly magical coffee. Looking for a latte? He has milk from a cow that will never run dry and nut milk from a land so far away we couldn't pronounce the name. The pastries taste like heaven, and Jack swears they are made by a giantess who still lives in the clouds. Every Thursday, the Magical Harp will perform, and Fridays are open mic night for musicians and poets. Complimentary Wi-Fi is provided, but the baristas will only tell you the correct password if you tip well. Three Magic Beans Coffee. You don't have to climb to the clouds to get a good cup of coffee anymore. I had a lovely time with my friend. We talked for a few hours over steaming cups of tea and cookies, talking about kings and swords and stories. After saying goodbye, I made my way down the mall again. I saw a little girl playing a harp almost as big as she was. I took a few dollars out, the change from having tea, and put them in her cap. I wandered down the mall, and there sitting by the fountain 
was a cat with three kittens. They were so fluffy and their eyes were as big as coins. I laughed and began saying hello and stroking their soft heads. One of the little creatures climbed onto my leg and began purring. And then a tune, a tune on a flute began playing from behind me. I looked and I saw him, the ragged man in red, playing his flute and looking at me. Oh no, I forgot and gave my last few dollars to a girl playing a harp, I said. I'm so very sorry. He gave a little smile and a shrug, but his tune changed and the cats pricked up their ears. I softly asked them to stay, but one by one, they wandered toward the man in red. He began dancing small steps and with the cats prancing after him, he disappeared into the crowd. This next story is by Jenny Cargill-Strong, a storyteller from Australia. She will be telling us the story, The Monkey's Heart, and this is her version inspired by Canadian folkteller Anne Glover, who adapted it from Jane Yolen's favorite folktales from around the world. But when it all comes down to it, this story comes from the ancient Panchatantra tales. The Monkey's Heart In ancient times... Most of India was covered with lush rainforest. Way back then, deep in such a jungle, a family of monkeys lived near a family of crocodiles. The forests of India have many kinds of fruit trees, and one of them is the jamon tree. Jamon fruit is shiny and purple, It tastes a little bit bitter and a little bit sweet, but they are quite delicious. The monkeys lived in the branches of a great jamon tree that grew by the edge of a deep, wide river. The monkeys had a lot to eat. They ate leaves, insects and fruit. For a few months each year, their jamon tree was laden with ripe fruit. The family of crocodiles lived in the river, but they did not have much food to eat. No monkey dared to cross the river for fear of those hungry crocodiles. All the baby monkeys were taught never to even get close to the water. One day, as baby monkeys sat alone, feasting on jam on plums high in the branches of the tree, Baby Crocodile called up. Baby Monkey, how do those fruits taste? Here, said Baby Monkey, have some and taste them for yourself. And she threw down a cluster of jam on fruits. Mmm, mmm, delicious. Can I have some more? Sure. Baby Monkey threw down more and more jam on fruits. Baby Crocodile feasted. Often, Baby Crocodile would visit Baby Monkey and call up to her. Then Baby Monkey would throw down fruit, even for Baby Crocodile to take home to his hungry family. And she would also tell Baby Crocodile all sorts of silly, funny monkey stories. In return, Baby Crocodile would tell what it was like on the other side of the river because Baby Monkey had always wanted to go there and taste the mangoes. 
One day, Mother Crocodile said, I want to eat a monkey's heart. A monkey's heart, Mum? Ooh, that's disgusting. Don't be silly, baby crocodile. Proper crocodiles eat things like that, and so should you. Now your brothers told me that you have become friends with a monkey. That means you could easily trick a monkey and you could bring me a monkey's heart. Baby Crocodile thought to himself, I couldn't do that. She's my friend. She gives us fruit and she tells me funny silly stories all the time. But to his mother he said, Mum, she never even comes near the water. She lives right up high in a tree. I can't climb a tree. How could I ever catch her? Baby Crocodile. It's about time you became a proper crocodile. Crocodiles and monkeys should never be friends. Everyone knows monkeys are smelly and silly. If you want to be a part of this family, you need to bring me a monkey's heart. Now use your brains. Figure it out. Baby Crocodile swam off alone and he thought and he thought, mm, maybe Mum's right. I suppose monkeys are a bit smelly and kind of silly. Hmm, he thought and he thought and finally he came up with a plan. First, he swam closer to Father Monkey Good morning, Father Monkey. Good morning, Baby Crocodile. How are you? I'm good too, but I was just thinking, you must get sick of jam on fruits. Do you like mangoes? Oh, mm, I do like mangoes, Baby Crocodile. Ah, then hop on my back. I'll take you across the river to where the mangoes grow. Oh, baby crocodile, you are so funny. That's the oldest trick ever. I'm not going to get on your back. I know exactly what you would do next. Go home, baby crocodile. So baby crocodile swam closer to Mother Monkey. Good morning, Mother Monkey. Good morning, Baby Crocodile. How are you? Fine. You must get sick of eating jam on fruits all the time. Do you like mangoes? Oh, Baby Crocodile, I love mangoes. Ah, well, if you hop on my back, I'll take you across the river to where the mangoes grow. Oh, baby crocodile. <laughs> You're so funny. That's the oldest trick ever. I'm not going to get on your back. I know just what you would do next. Go home, baby crocodile. 
Baby Crocodile swam away feeling very grumpy and frustrated. (laughs) So then he swam up to his friend, Baby Monkey. Hi, Baby Monkey. Hello, Baby Crocodile. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, I was just wondering, you know how you said you really like mangoes? Oh, mangoes. Yeah, I really like mangoes, baby crocodile. Well, you're in luck today, baby monkey, because if you hop on my back, I'll take you across the river to where the mangoes grow. Oh, wow. I would love to go. Oh, I would love to eat mangoes. Mm, But mum and dad said I should never even go near the water. Oh, you don't have to go very near the water. You'd be sitting high up on my back. You'd hardly get wet. Ah, good idea, baby crocodile. Okay. Off they set. Swiftly, baby crocodile swam to the middle of that deep, wide river. But suddenly, he began to dive down and down. Oh! Oh! Oh, what are you doing? I can't swim! (coughs) You said I'd hardly even get wet, baby crocodile. But I just got water all up my nose and (coughs) it stings. Well, ha, guess what? I tricked you. I was never going to take you to the mangoes. You monkeys are so silly. My mum is starving and she needs to eat a monkey's hut. Oh, you should have told me about that. Why? Well, I thought you knew. I thought everyone knew. Uh, Monkeys, we don't keep our hearts inside us all of the time. What? What do you mean? Well, you know how we have to swing from tree to tree all the time. Well, that bumps our heart a lot. So we have this special place in a special tree where we keep our hearts. So I'm really so sorry, my friend, but I can't give you my heart for your poor starving mum. Gee, funny you told me. Oh, oh, well, that's okay. We'll just go back and get it. But I wanted to taste the mangoes. I've never even had one. No, baby monkey. I'm taking you back whether you like it or not. Oh, okay. I'll go get my hat. Then can we get some mangoes? Sure, that's fair. So Baby Crocodile turned around and headed back to the monkey's tree. Baby Monkey jumped off Baby Crocodile's back and scampered quickly up, up that great jam on tree. Baby Crocodile waited and waited and waited. But Baby Monkey didn't come down. Have you found it yet? called Baby Crocodile. Baby crocodile, you're not very smart. Do you really think we can take our hearts out of our bodies? We're pretty smart, but even monkeys can't do that. 
so you are never going to get my heart for your mum. Mother Crocodile never did get a monkey's heart. Baby Crocodile convinced his mother and family to move to another part of the river, where the fish were far more plentiful. But he always missed Baby Monkey, being fed jam on fruits and funny silly monkey stories. Even though Baby Crocodile had been so mean, Baby Monkey missed him too, but she never ever got on the back of a crocodile again. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show notes and more information about the storytellers you heard today can be found at storystorypodcast.com forward slash episode 29. Show the love. Find Julie Moss and Jenny Cargo Strong on Facebook and the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now you want to hear them tell more stories. If you'd like to hear more of Jenny's stories in particular, you can hear them at storytree.com.au. In fairy tales, the magic number is three. So I have three things for you to do. One, like and rate the show on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. A big thank you to LaTosca2 for the great review on iTunes. Two, join the mailing list. You will get a link to the podcast delivered to your inbox, plus news and other storytelling related goodness. Three, consider becoming a supporter. For as little as $4, the price of a bundle of flowers, you help support the podcast and will get access to the Story Story Short, which is just what it sounds like, an extra story just for the patrons. The short for this episode is The Pig's Nose by Lynn Ford. You can find out how to support the podcast and join the mailing list at storystorypodcast.com. And thank you as big as the moon that blocked out the sun to those who are donating. If you would like to stay connected, you can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. Please come say hello, check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors, and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite story of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you will hear them here soon. Next episode, I have some tales as tall as the trees with decidedly modern twists. I hope you'll join me again, and until then, live happily ever after. The wedding lasted for seven days. I know. I was there. I would cross 27 countries, wear out three pairs of boots, battle two giants, and the grandmother of all witches, Baba Yaga, before I was reunited with my frog princess. But that's a story for another time. The last thing he said before he died was a curse on anyone who would dare to go sing with the fairies. Just because a story is strange, do not mistake. It can also be true. <laughs> <laughs>